0: Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture may your word be heard, and in the meditations of our hearts may your word be known, and in the faithfulness of our lives may your word be shown. Amen. Our reading today is from the book of Exodus. A long time passed, and the Egyptian king died. The Israelites were still groaning because of their hard work. They cried out, and their cry to be rescued from the hard work rose up to God. God heard their cry of grief, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God looked at the Israelites, and God understood. Now Moses was taking care of the flock for his father-in-law, Jethro, Midian's priest. He led his flock out to the edge of the desert, and he came to God's mountain, called Horeb. The Lord's messenger appeared to him in a flame of fire in the middle of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was in flames, but it didn't burn up. Then Moses said to himself, Let me check out this amazing sight and find out why the bush isn't burning up. When the Lord saw that he was coming to look, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses! Moses said, I'm here, Then the Lord said, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. He continued, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians, in order to take them out of that land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that is full of milk and honey, a place where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites all live. Now the Israelites' cries of injustice have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them. So get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I to go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I'll be with you, and this will show you that I am the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and and worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I now come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they are going to ask me, What is this God's name? What am I supposed to say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. So say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God continued, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how all generations will remember me. But Moses said to the Lord, My Lord, I have never been able to speak well, not yesterday, not the day before, and certainly not not now since you have been talking to your servant. I have a slow mouth and a thick tongue, Then the Lord said to him, Who gives people the ability to speak? Who is responsible for making them unable to speak or hard of hearing, sighted or blind? Isn't it I, the Lord? Now go, I'll help you to speak, and I'll teach you what you should say. But Moses said, Please, my Lord, just send someone else. Then the Lord got angry at Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak very well. He's on his way out to meet you now, and he's looking forward to seeing you. Speak to him and tell him what he's supposed to say. I'll help both of you speak, and I'll teach both of you what to do. Aaron will speak for you to the people. He'll be a spokesperson for you, and you will be like God for him. Take the shepherd's rod with you too so that you can do the signs. I remember a time... When I wondered why why God was calling me to do the things uh, that God was calling me to do, I remember several times actually. But the one that comes to mind now is has to do with uh, with seminary and with moving across the country and coming back. You know, when I asked somebody originally, um, how do you know that you're called to ministry? Their answer was, you you know because you can't not do it. It's, you feel that you must do it. And that's certainly been the case. And over time, I have um, felt this calling again and again. But everyone comes to these times in their life, like Moses did, where they ask God, please God, just just send someone else. Not me. I, I have so much. I'm already doing so many things. I, I can't possibly... Do what you want me to do. Just send somebody else. In the story today, we we heard about Moses, but we've missed a chunk of the the text in between the readings. Abraham and his son Isaac and Isaac's son Jacob all worshipped God in uh, in Canaan, in in the area that uh, would later be called Israel and Judah, and. They, uh, uh, the Jacob uh, was also known as Israel. See, also Israel. That's where we get the name Israel from. And Jacob, or Israel, had 12 sons for the 12 tribes. And uh, through some, some uh, interesting situations that, that would take longer than I want to go over right now, the, uh, one of his sons is exiled, and his, his, his brothers um, get him sold off as a slave to Egypt. And he goes and he becomes a uh, befriends the Pharaoh of Egypt, and he sees that there's going to be a great, um, a great famine in the land. And so he begins stocking up food for Egypt. And soon, uh, his family back in Canaan, his father believes he's dead. His family back in Canaan is having problems with the famine, and so they go uh, to to Egypt uh, to ask for food. And through again through several things that happen there, uh, it ends up that that. Uh, Jacob's son uh, invites them to come and live in Egypt. And so all of the the people, uh, the the family, all of their herds and their their servants and everybody come down to Egypt and settle. And then time goes by. Um, About 400 years goes by. And then we have the reading today where the people, uh, what happens is that there's a, a new king comes into power and the new king doesn't remember the good that... Um That the Israelites did for the previous king, and so he enslaves them and, ma- and makes them slaves in Egypt to build uh, you know monuments and things and so then they they call out to God to to rescue them from this slavery, and in comes Moses Moses um, was born an Israelite, and uh, Pharaoh had a had a rule in place had a law in place saying that any uh, because he, he was afraid that the Israelites would grow and be too numerous. And so he said, if any male Israelite children were born, they were to be killed. But uh, Moses's mother put Moses in a basket on the river uh, just upstream from where some of Pharaoh's servants were so that, so that they would find Moses. And they found Moses and uh, took him in and adopted him as one of Pharaoh's sons and raised him as Pharaoh's son. And they... Got his mother to be the the uh, the wet nurse to help help raise him, and so Moses grows up in the in the palace in the you know in the Pharaoh's family, and then but he re he you know he discovers that he's an Israelite and he sees an Egyptian uh, taskmaster whipping uh, an Israelite and he kills the taskmaster and he thinks that nobody saw, but really some of the Israelites saw, and when he sees the Israelites next they. Uh, they mention that they know that he's killed this this man and so he flees he runs away and he runs away to uh to midian which is a nearby country that was also had uh you know the families of of um, kind of related to to this line related to the israelites were living there and he meets jethro um and uh, m- uh marries a woman in in midian and so that's where we, where we come into the story and so he's He's a shepherd. He's he's left the life of Egypt, the life of the pharaoh. He's he's run away because he killed somebody. You know he's he's come to the to the uh, to the fields to, to take care of his father in law's sheep. Um, and you know that's that's what he's doing. He's he's a shepherd in the in the fields, and he's out one day tending to the sheep, and he sees a bush with a flame coming out of it. And yet, and yet the the bush doesn't catch on fire from the flame. He approaches. And that's where he encounters God, on a, in a, mountain, on a mountain called uh, Mount Horeb. And Horeb is um, related to the word for, um, for wilderness, or um, uh, I forget the exact translation, but it's something very similar to that, meaning it's in the middle of nowhere. It's, you know, it's out in the, away from, from civilization. And so he has this, this encounter with God, and God tells him, you need to go back and, and rescue the Israelites. And, you know, Moses just doesn't want to do that. He's he's gotten away from all that, right? And so he tells, you know, he he argues with God. And we didn't see all of the arguing. He argues with God quite a bit. He argues with God about various things. And every time he argues, God says, well, no, you'll do this. And that's how it'll work. You'll do this. And finally, Moses says, look, I'm not a very good speaker. And we don't know for sure if he just meant that he wasn't a very good public speaker. But we actually, there's there's some thought that maybe what he means, the, the way that he says it, and that the fact that the, that the scripture is followed by a discussion about physical um, ailments is that maybe he had some kind of speech impediment uh, and that that was you know, like he had a physical problem that made him where he he felt like he was not a good speaker and he didn't want to represent God to the people he thought he was un, undeserving of that and so uh, and so God tells him don't worry about it you know th- th- I'll tell you what to say you know you got me on your side. Don't worry about it. And finally, Moses says, "Please, Lord, just send somebody else." And that's when God gets angry and says, "Fine, fine. What about your brother Aaron? <laughs> Here he's coming, and he's a, he's a Levite, so he's he's from the tribe of Levi, who are priests. And you know, he says, you know, take take Aaron with you. I know he's a good speaker. Um, you can tell him what to say. It'll be fine." And uh, so he does, takes him with him back to Pharaoh. And what we see over time is that uh, even though Aaron is kind of a spokesperson at the beginning, slowly Moses becomes more and more um, comfortable in his role as, as a spokesperson for God. And so over time, uh, we see less and less of Aaron until finally we, we stop hearing about Aaron completely. Uh, and it's just Moses, 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 who's, who's leading the people, who's speaking to the people, who's, who's giving out the, the law, all these things. And so I think this, this scripture verse um about the burning bush and about Moses' hesitation uh to to do what God has asked him to do, and about his his plea to please just send somebody else is um so important and so so uh human. You know. One of the things I think is most interesting about the Bible, you know, when, when uh growing up, I you know, I grew up unchurched. And I kind of grew up in, but I grew up in, you know, the American ethos. And, you know, you hear a lot about Christianity and Christian themes just kind of as part of growing up in the U.S. And uh, certainly my, you know, I had relatives who were Christians and I heard about various Bible stories and things. But you, when you hear about the people, and especially, I think, in, in, in uh, churches in, in the U.S., in kind of uh, Sunday school, you know, kids, kids' lessons and things, they're kind of made out to be these amazing people, you know. You've got Abraham and and um, you know you've got uh, you got Isaac and, and Jacob and you've got Moses and Noah and um, you know all of these these people that that are kind of important people of the of first the Jewish faith and then later the Christian faith and you think oh there there must be great you, know, you hear all these great things about them but the truth is when you when you actually read the text all of the people that that God chooses um, to to help are are flawed individuals, all of them, I think, um, and so Moses is no exception. Just because Moses is going to become the leader of the Jewish people and is going to lead them out of Egypt into the Promised Land doesn't mean that he's perfect. And in fact, you know, he has lots of flaws. He messes up a lot of times. Um, he he makes he makes big mistakes. You know, later on, he goes up the he goes goes up the mountain to get the word of God, and the people uh his his brother Aaron, again who's who he's left to kind of talk to people, uh, is kind of swayed into making icons for other gods and, and Moses comes down the, the mountain and he's so angry that this has happened and his brother says, Oh well, you know, they made me do it <laughs> as if he wasn't involved in, in what was going on. I mean these these people are just um they're they're flawed. They're broken, flawed people, just like all human beings. And so I think we need to see that in the story. We need to understand that the reason that we're that we're called to do things is not because we are perfect, not because we are, um, you know, the the best at whatever we've been called to do, but because we are the ones that are called to do it. You know, uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, fantasy novels is is The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings by uh, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, who was of course a, a devout Christian. And there's a lot of, of overlap, and I've spoken about Tolkien before in my sermons, but there's a line in uh, in the Lord of the Rings where where uh, Frodo, who is uh, who is going through these dark mountains and um, has to carry this ring to to get it away from from evil, he says to to Gandalf, who is you know the wise the wise teacher, he says to him, he says, you know, I wish that this had never come to me. I wish that the ring had never come to me, and uh, Gandalf says, "Well, so do all people in times like this, but it's not our decision uh, whether it comes to us or not. All we can decide on is what to do with the time we have." And I think that's a really important lesson to learn. Like, it, sometimes, you know, we ask God, "Please, God, just send somebody else," but it really is up to us. You know, it really is up to us. Even though we've got something else going on, even though we're busy in our lives, sometimes we just have to accept that God is asking us to do these things, to help other people, to to be involved in our communities, to, um, to be involved in the church and in the church community. Please God, just send someone else. And yet, what does Moses start with? He says, here I am. When God asks, he says, here I am. People are conflicted. We're all broken. We're all broken, but God loves us, not despite our brokenness, but because of it, I think. To be broken, to be imperfect, is to be human, is to be fully, fully human. Amen.